Progressive presents Forest Metaphors about bundling your home and auto. In sports, three goals is a hat trick. And when you bundle your home and auto with Progressive, you get a hat trick of great savings and round-the-clock protection. So you might be thinking, wait, that's two things. A hat trick is three. But in this metaphor, great savings counts as two goals and so does round-the-clock protection. So it's like four goals and that's more than three. It's basic math. Forest Metaphors, presented by Progressive. Bundle and protect today. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Discount not available in all states or situations. It all started with the taste of spicy tempura, and the explosive blend of aged cayenne had you craving for more and more. The heat, the spice, and most definitely the flavor of the crispy, juicy, tender, and spicy chicken. McDonald's is bringing the spicy to chicken. Try the spicy deluxe or classic spicy crispy chicken sandwich, or get the six-piece spicy chicken McNuggets for just two fifty. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Yeah. Oh, okay. What? <laughs> I don't know. I was just asking if you knew it or if I was just, you know, singing to an empty crowd. Do you remember when you said that the only time you felt our age difference was when I sent you one of my playlists? Oh, it's First of all, it's Von Dutch. And second of all, I, I, I love the... Pl- Von Dutch is Von Dutch. I live, I breathe, I die Von Dutch. I get it. But there's a couple on there that I'm like, wow, nope. <laughs> yeah, I don't but know. But then also you guys said that... What were you said something so funny back to me? You're like, well, you would sit there and listen to like a J Cole album alone, and I was like, yeah, I do every day. I don't remember what it was, but like, no, because I would never say that about J Cole because I would listen to a J Cole album by myself. Okay, it wasn't J. It was some other hip hop or rap or something. You said something else that was funny. No, oh, I said you fucking listen to Princess Nokia or Nokia, whatever the hell her name is, (laughs) like, like regular. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's my girl. She's she like if I had to pick ten songs that define my life. Brujas is one of the songs. Okay. <laughs> Has to spell with my cousins. Oh my God. It's like me and Bella. It's so it's whatever. See, this is our one age difference. It's fine. Fun fact. I, I don't think people knew that. 18 years older than Gavin. <laughs> <laughs> no, how my mom. I'm like two, two years older than you. You're my brother's age. You're three years older than me. You're my sister's age. God, it's so weird. I know. I, I no. was at dinner with Sarah the other day and I was like, do you ever think that it's weird that like I'm your sister, your little sister's age? And for you, I'm your brother. I'm your little brother's age. And she was like, no, I just don't think of you that way. And I'm like, I guess because I forget that you two are my sister's age. It's we- which like no. is but weird, then we but think like about not. Maddie's age and then I just I can't handle it. No, I, I can't no, handle I can't. it. I don't yeah, exactly. Think I'm like, well, how I can't actually be like a, de- a real decade older than you. Like I basically no. am. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> it's like weird, uh, but weird. You know but I anyway, mean? anyway, hello. follow me on Spotify. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, if you had really to only list. if you could only keep one playlist on Spotify, would it be Von Dutch? Fuck. Yeah. Are you kidding? Yeah, actually. No, that's a lie. I take that back. I want I, I think I wanted to say that for the masses. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. But that's not my actual answer. I have a pl- uh, playlist. I don't think it's public. Actually, it might be public. It's called Flow State. Oh, that's a great name. My flow state playlist is my favorite playlist just because it's like it's a fucking vibe. It's like a blend of Summer Walker, SZA, Georgia Smith, like oh all God, those so powerhouse women yeah. mixed with like Kendrick and like wow. Chance and J. Cole. Oh, my God. It's all it's all the heavy it's hitters. It's vibey And then there's like some there are some throwbacks in there. Yeah. I want that one. Send like that we have me. like UGK and like. Yes. Freddie Gibbs and like things like that in there okay okay yeah I want that a playlist mine is I have a playlist called soundtrack that is for when my life inevitably gets made into a Netflix original series you can only choose from these songs like songs that have like really defined a period of my life or like a moment or something with some you know what I mean like they have to be yeah. songs that would be it's like eight hours long now you I've been so the type it for of fucking person to do that by the way like I feel like Meadows have person to like have <laughs> an entire like manifesto of like the day I die these are the things that you can only play at my funeral and when my life movie becomes made by Netflix or HBO Max like these are the only these are the approved yeah. list of actors yeah. that can fucking play me 100% yes I have to curate my aesthetic, but also speaking of curating my funeral, I did think about that recently because of the sex and the, the new sex in the city. Spoiler alerts ahead. It's fucking whack as hell. Okay. But did you get to the episode with his funeral? I'm like halfway through that. It's the second episode. 
Yeah, have you seen yeah, have you seen the like her final when they're there, when they're at like his venue? No, I've her I vision? stopped watching when she like accepts the flowers from Samantha. Okay, but you saw that. So it's like a big empty white room, mm, white yeah, chairs that's your as a thing. And then right and then they just play like a huge video to like his song on the they project it on a wall that's all black. I was like, now I have to curate my funeral. I didn't really realize you could. And then after and I just went to a funeral this weekend. Wow, a lot of death. You totally could like, I feel like that's the nice thing to do for your family is to have it all planned already. Right. But like, I didn't. Well, yeah, that yes. One, yes. But two, like, I didn't really think about curating it from like an artistic expression. And mm. now I have to. Like, now I have to do something like art. Like, Aaron, what did Aaron say? Okay, Kanye. Meadows cool. funeral is going to be like Sunday service. <laughs> Dead ass, dude. But like only for us, like only for my family. You know what I mm-hmm. mean? Like Aaron said once that he would want to like do something where he sets it all up so the rest of the family has to go on like a scavenger hunt across the world you know what i mean like do of course he i would. don't know it'd be fun to kind of do something like that yeah okay can we not talk about our funerals anymore i'm over it yeah <laughs> <laughs> i can't do it <gasps> well so how are you do you want to talk about something then what's up well what you, you were just talking about aaron you told me you got into a fight what are you unpacking oh shit that is true well it okay First of all, our fights are Holy the most... Holy shit, did you hear that dog screaming in my hallway? Sorry to interrupt you. No. I've... I just heard a bark like a fucking guard dog. Oh which, God. like, I should I buy one in L.A.? Because... Yeah, the state of L.A. right now? Shit's crazy right now. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, okay, sorry, I could get you, you a cute little pit bull. You would be really cute with a little girl pit bull. I don't know if I could have a girl dog. Little but here's baby. the thing. I can't deal with the dog's dick. Like, I can't deal with it. No, and also boy dogs so maybe are I do worse, need a girl dog. dude. The testosterone and like they want to pee on everything and they hump things. Like, no. Also, girl I just need everyone listening to know that my concentration face right now is literally at 100 because something is going on with our mics and I can barely hear what's coming out of Meadow's mouth. <laughs> so I'm like, we're hoping uh, that you, you guys will tell. know that. Like for you guys, it'll sound good. But if I constantly interrupt her today, like that's why, because I can't hear her. I'm going to take these off because I don't like looking at the reflection because it distracts me. You're so blurry right now, too. Well, you're blurry for me now because I took off my glasses. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, Mahal. Now Mahal's going to yell at us. Mahal, what a bitch ass. What were we saying before? You went into a fight with Aaron. Oh, yeah. I got into a fight. First of all, our fights are so social worker Oh, my gosh. Knowing that we just created the rules for what we created, you realize know, that we just said social drunk work. by now. And by the way, listen, and listen we said to this. Mahal. And we said Mahal, and you're about to talk about a relationship. I'm not. Whoa. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking alert the media. Gabby's not talking about an ex-boyfriend. Meadow's talking about a current boyfriend. (laughs) Holy shit. This is new for our brand. (laughs) So off-brand. Okay, go on. That's totally going to be your real promo clip now. (laughs) Love to hear it. That'll be easy for me. Um, yeah, our, our fights are so social workery, whatever, but here's, here's what the kicker was because it was probably about our fucking episode because we, you know, our podcast went out more recently. So toxic relationships have obviously been on my mind and been something that people are bringing up to me. Oh, I thought you were going to say you got into a fight over one of our episodes and I was like, no. Oh, oh my God. No, no, no. Sorry. I'm kind of, I'm talking confusingly just, okay. So in general right now. People like friends have been coming up to me. Aaron's friend came up to me. Crizzo, shout out if you're listening. Crizzo came up to me at Thanksgiving and went, oh my God, I saw your podcast. Yeah, Toxic Relationships. I was so excited to listen to all the shit you're going to talk about, Aaron. And then the whole time you're like, I love him. He's perfect. And I was like, lame, boring, but I still subscribed. <laughs> Good for him. But and you're like, yeah, I don't need to talk to shit about my boyfriend because my co-host has <laughs> issues <laughs> and will happily do that for me. <laughs> exactly. But so people have been talking to me about toxic relationships more. So I feel like subconsciously I've been thinking about my abusive ex more than I always do. And I know Mm. that that's still shit that's unhealed. Like of the things that I know to still work through, I have not worked through the abuse that I went through. So I, Mm -hmm. I know that's still around. So it's kind of been on the back of my mind recently. And then Aaron and I get in a fight about what are we like nothing really important. Honestly, it was like whatever. But the the like something about the dynamic in which we fight like there's only a okay this is what I'm trying to say this is so hard to explain out loud because I haven't tried to yet 
there's only a certain range of like human emotions that I feel or like when I when you feel certain things it'll bring up other times you felt similarly right yes so it's like the topic and the circumstance is nothing to do with my past relationship but it brings up whatever it is brings up a feeling in me that reminds me so much of a visceral feeling I had in that abusive relationship that I freak out and then I like project all this weird stuff because like I'm one not necessarily acknowledging that in real time and then two it's just such a horrible thing to feel that then I kind of project it onto him meaning Aaron and then Aaron gets confused because he's like wait now you're overreacting and kind of like doing something that's not necessarily what's happening here and then I feel like no you're gonna gaslight me because this is happening but it's it's not happening to him it's happening to me mm-hmm. does that make any sense yeah I mean th- that was the first you answered it but the first thing I was gonna ask you was did do you know you're doing it while it's in happening? real time like, do you know that you're being triggered so I I I didn't the past couple times and then yesterday I like kind of watched it happen, didn't really get it. But when we fight, we'll like say a couple sentences to each other and then like walk away and breathe and like think on our own quietly for like 20 minutes and then come back and say, you know, we do that type of thing. And so I was like over there cooking pancakes and I was thinking and I was like, oh my God, like this is what it is. Like I know that Aaron's on my team and in the past I have not felt that way. So fights felt more threatening. And something about the basic emotion I'm feeling is triggering this past abuse when that has nothing to do with this situation. So, like, I need to remember that Aaron's on my team and that I can feel the same feeling and not be in the same scenario. Mm-hmm. But I also need him to, like, it's, 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 so, I don't want to say, like, I need you to meet me halfway because I'm getting triggered because I do believe my trigger's my responsibility. But then at the same time, I was like, but as someone that loves me, like, it's really fucking hard to have this trigger come up all the time. So if you could also do me a solid by helping me avoid the situation while I'm still trying to learn through it, that would be great. But, like, that's a, it's such a weird conceptual. And then, like, is that my right? To ask him to avoid that because my trigger is my responsibility. But then, you know, when other people are like, I need you to not bring this up because I don't want to talk about it. I'm like, but you're not doing it that way. That's not what you're doing. Right. But it's like, it's kind of, but it's also, I don't know this all. Then I get all weird and fucking disassociative. And I'm like, all of this line, like this line, that line in the sand is also fucking subjective anyway. And what's to say our culture is right. What if some like. East Asian cultures have it right and we have it wrong and there's a completely different set of standards to where that line is drawn. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I just but get, I think too much it, about it. What? But, but but you grew up in your Ow. reality. Sorry. Did she just bite me. you? Yeah, really hard. <laughs> Are you okay? Yeah, it's fine. Um, yeah, Mahal's agreeing with me and telling you to <laughs> live in your own reality. You grew up in a specific... In a society that taught you like... What, what I'm trying to what am I trying to say to you what I know yeah to I, you I went relative. too far yeah exactly no but shit's relative yes you're yeah. you're doing what I do you're we, psychoanalyzing too much too and much. I'll tell you and it makes sometimes no sense. To, yeah no, it's not that deep <laughs> not I'm telling deep. you what you exactly. tell me it's not that deep exactly yeah and it is your I, I hear you and it is your it is your trauma. Your trauma is your responsibility. But I want you to picture this conversation if I were saying it to you and what right. the fuck you'd be saying to me. That's true. That's true. And That's you'd be true. saying, he's your partner and he's chosen to love you. He's chosen to go on this journey with you. And yes, while your trauma is your responsibility, by the same at the same time, it is okay for you to Ask tell to someone. Because first of all, yeah. you're communicating to him your needs and your where he needs to right. meet you. Or you, where you would like to be met. In an ideal communicating scenario. it, at right. least. You know right. what I mean? You're not just right. like g- allowing him to go in blindly and then all of a sudden getting mad like a week later being like, why aren't you reacting the way that I need you to? Like you're right. being very clear about where you stand and what you might need. And I think about it. Like we we talk about that all the time. Of, but like, also I'm being very clear after like this is our fourth fight over six months that I realized was the same thing the whole time that I just realized. You know what I mean? I just want to be realistic about like, yeah, I'm being clear, but it also sometimes it takes you a long time to figure out what that clarity is. Yes. And that's okay. And that's something that like, I think is important for people to know, especially when you're, it's a trauma induced response. Yeah. Oh yeah. Good point. Good point. But I did cut you off. It takes a minute. Keep going. 
no I, it doesn't matter what i'm saying but the point is like it it is a trauma induced response and i think it's going to take i don't know it takes us a minute it takes us a minute it takes and a I minute think- it's really hard to unpack and it, it's you know what it is it's just hard to be in a healthy relationship after a fucking abusive one it's still hard and i've been in this we just had our four-year anniversary this past weekend like i've been in it for four years and i've been out of that other one for longer obviously i know four years it doesn't feel like 40 and like yesterday all at the same time i know right god you guys are gonna be the best parents oh i know we talk about it all the time i can't (laughs) wait to be a mom i'm gonna crush being a mom dude are you kidding did you see that tiktok that i sent you about babies no i was like it's gonna be you and aaron and it's it's two it's a dad and his guy friend talking to the baby Oh my god, no! But I have to go. See you that. need that to watch it right when we're done recording because it is so fucking funny. And it's literally gonna be you and I talking to the kid. Like the way well, they're talking to the kid, they're like, "Why are you looking at me like that, bro? What the fuck's <laughs> up? Why are you looking at me like that?" <laughs> that's that's what I can't wait for because that's like how we talk to Mahal. Like instead of down, mm-hmm. Mahal, we go chill, and she she goes down. You know, we're totally gonna do that shit to our kids. I don't know oh, how to speak wait. to babies like babies. Well, I kind of think you're not supposed to. How do you? That's how they get a better vocabulary. You yeah, just talk like, to them like a real boring. human. A good vocabulary is boring? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I mean like, like I feel like, I, I don't know. The, this is again programming in my, in my mind of people always telling me that I'm like too serious in times. You know what I mean? And like, yeah. I just think about like the fact that I grew up with parents that like did not talk to me like children. Like we were not spoken to like children, me and my sister. I wonder if that's like. I was going to say, is that like an old dad thing that our dads did to us? But I feel like my dad did talk to me like a baby. But my I always thought it was it. cool. But then like I unpacked that it like kind of traumatized me. <laughs> so I was like, oh, yeah, cool. I have a cool vocabulary. And like I knew all I these like fucking cool, pearls. But I unpacked it and it kind of traumatized me. <laughs> because I thought I like I had gotten all these pearls, like right, which I did. Right. But then sure. like I'm in Hoffman and I'm like sitting there like beating a pillow and like crying <laughs> because I'm like, oh, my God no one ever allowed me to be a child like I always had to be oh, a grown-up and I'm like sobbing so my little baby let's throw you a birthday party that's like so cute we'll do a girl slumber party we'll braid each other's hair and no I mean watch I, had that. I don't want people to th- no like I had my mom went off on the birthday parties oh I bet she oh my god can we I'm sorry to derail us completely but can you tell me like a quick favorite little kid birthday of mine do you have one yeah um no like, do you i mean we just we had like, like a lot of birthday. i just remember i was like the pool party girl so like i always had Ooh. pool parties and then Cute. like that extended through like middle school but then it like got sexual because we're like in middle school <laughs> and we're all like really horny uh, but like virgins and of course. my mom like my mom was very much like a latin mom in the sense of like no boys upstairs like okay door yeah. like we didn't even have the option to close the door because we were never upstairs <laughs> and the living room is like total open floor plan situation but then, yeah, it was like we would I would have these like pool parties. But then when I got to middle school, like I tried to make them like hot. So I would have like night <laughs> pool parties where it'd be like a dance party and we're in the pool. But it's like at night. Oh, this is my worst nightmare. And you're just like all horny. And like if your I, parents like, oh, want to die. If I was in middle school, that would be my worst nightmare. I would never wear a bathing suit out in public. I still didn't till like fucking two years ago. I mean, when I was like in elementary school, I would like fully wear like a tankini or like a oh, elementary pool, school. I, thought I was chubby. Yeah, elementary school, I was down. And I was chubby and I was still down. Have you seen that picture of me when I'm Britney Spears and that crop top and my fucking yeah, stomach? Yeah, but you fucking kill it. It's so cute. You literally kill it. I look you... at photos of myself when I'm little and I'm like, I just want to give her a hug. Oh my God. those that la- I screenshot the one that you just posted the other day. It was the sweetest fucking thing I've ever seen in my life. And then the Which video one? of you, are we going to eat outside? <laughs> just worried. I would, only concerned every baby about the video food. that exists of me i'm so preoccupied about what's on the menu <laughs> <laughs> it's so cute it's so you it makes me really sad i wonder if anyone listening feels this way like sometimes i look at baby pictures or i like see baby videos and i get like really 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 emotional because i'm like bitch didn't know what was coming <laughs> you know what i mean Aww, totally. or like and not even in a bad way of like oh the amount of shit that's gonna happen like nah, nah, nah. like not in that way just like in a kids are so uninhibited and like are just so pure yeah you're just yeah. like i don't think we give kids enough credit and we the kids soak in everything like a sponge and take everything oh, yeah. in, and we think that they don't notice but they totally do but i don't know whenever i see like a little kid like 
dancing like around in public or like doing something weird like it makes me so happy because i'm like don't lose that they're free they're They're really like don't lose that joy that's so funny that you said kids are a sponge because yesterday my mom and i well, I don't know what we were talking about. Like kind of the way that people talk to kids for, I think we saw someone in the grocery, you know, one of those. Uh, and she was like, yeah, there's like a point where you're, you're just chilling with your kid and you're like, oh yeah, blah, blah, blah. Like you could just talk in front of them and you're like, they don't know whatever. And then all of a sudden you wake up one day and your kid's like, yeah, that bitch Carrie. And you're just like, oh God, like there just comes yeah. a point where you realize, oh shit, they are a sponge. That's so funny. I was just talking about that with her yesterday. Kids really are sponges. What are you unpacking? Um, a whole lot. You know what's interesting? I said this to you. Matt and I were talking on the phone the other day, and I was telling her I was like, or I was telling you, I'm like, do I talk to you about you in the third person to the people listening? (laughs) I was telling you, Meadow, my co-host, um, that her and I but we, you and I both and okay I need to pick a way that I'm going to speak about you <laughs> like first person now, first now your happening. brain is like you and I yeah. yeah I'm like it's the end of the day oh. you and I agreed that we both do this thing where I feel like trauma's kind of become a little bit of my brand oh my and god this was the funniest conversation we ever had I wish we recorded when we talked the about thing that. is like it's written in my journal like I literally like <laughs> wrote the words like trauma is my brand like yeah. It has gotten yeah. to the point that I think people, and I've had this conversation with people before, and there's one conversation that's like really sticking out of my brain, and I think you're going to know who I'm talking about, Meadow. But sure I, do. I had a conversation with someone, and they were like, you know, it might be so easy for you to open up, but like it takes me a minute, so like you need to meet me where I'm at, and blah, 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 blah. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yes, yes. Okay. So... Mm-hmm. It's when when that person said that to me, it really hit me because I was like, oh, fuck. People do think it's really easy for me to open up because I sit and speak into a microphone about Mm -hmm. my trauma and exes and relationships and blah, blah, blah. I write about it for work. I talk about it on Instagram like I'm so quote unquote open. But realistically, if I'm being very honest with myself, it's all either stuff that I've already disassociated from or it's so far in the past that I've worked through it. I never talk about shit that I'm like, yes, in this podcast, we forced ourselves to have this segment in the beginning of what we're unpacking kind of for this purpose. Yeah, because we never really open up about shit that's actually real time because it makes me feel so naked and afraid. Oh, my God. You and I... uh okay before we even press record when you mentioned the dm you got is the one thing i said i don't know if i want to unpack this on our next episode Mm -hmm. but i kind of do but i kind of don't like i I just keep thinking of that example because it's the exact it's everything you're saying we we come off like our entire brain is unpacking but it's all shit that we're protecting ourselves from because we know we've worked through it Mm -hmm. and so that really hit me recently so last week we're recording this it's today's december 13th last week i was home oh shit let me put my computer to charge hold on that's okay mahal's like being a bitch ass right now also i love that today when we're recording your name's that bitch and my name is bitch ass i know <laughs> we can add our names also on the brand <laughs> so on brand trauma um, bitches so today's that december the 13th podcast that should be the name of the podcast trauma bitches yeah um today's december 13th i was in miami what day is for it sorry december 13th <laughs> fuck you <laughs> <laughs> anyway i was in miami for the holidays well for thanksgiving and um i was there for a little too long and i was really just in my feels and i was feeling some type of way and I don't know. I I know when I go home, I go through really intense like emotions whenever I'm back home. And one morning I woke up and I was just journaling and I just I I wrote so much. Contextual question. Have you lived in that house your whole life? Since I was like 11. Okay. We yeah, we yeah. Ever since my mom got remarried. So yeah, like around that age. And so it's it's the home you're visiting is your home since 10. Yeah, like 10. Yeah, like since I was like 10. Yeah, 10, 11. Um, so yes, that's the home that I that I grew up in basically. Um, anyway, the point is I was writing all this stuff and I was unpacking to myself 
my recent breakup and of well not that recent it's been like six months yeah which is wild um and i was unpacking the anger that i felt when we broke up and how i don't even believe that it was linked to him and Mm -hmm. that i really i mean yes there was you know some things but I really feel like the anger that I felt throughout that breakup was targeted at myself because I felt so betrayed. Like, I feel like I betrayed myself and I felt like I abandoned myself and I lost another piece of myself to another person who's like not in my life. And it made me really sad that I felt that way because it almost made me feel... Like, do I not love myself the way that I think I do if I have the ability to feel this angry and betrayed by myself? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. It's like, it's like, am I actually self-sabotaging myself and not being mm-hmm. cognizant of it? Like, yes. am I not aware of that? Exactly. Yeah. And and it got me thinking, too, because I had spoken with someone recently who had made that comment to me of like, lead, you need to lead more with love. because she was like you walk into a room and you need everyone around you to know that you're that bitch and that no one can fuck with you and that no one can hurt you and that's always been my thing is like Mm. if you can't see me you can't hurt me like if you don't know me you can't hurt me and I feel like over the past particularly like four years I've really worked on shifting that narrative and I've I feel like I'm I'm doing a good job at it but I, I did hear her when she said you need to lead more with love because you're inhibiting yourself from finding more pure and real mm-hmm. connection, whether it be friendship or romantic. And I don't know that that journal me sitting that journal session that I had with myself just Woo! really hit me because I was like, fuck, do I not love myself and care for myself the way that I actually think I do and that I preach about? Do I really not lead with love? Do I have this anger for myself and like is that I don't know it was like is that what I think of myself type of I, thing because I, I, I felt totally so embarrassed when we broke up feeling. like I felt so fucking betray- like I was like Gabby you fucking abandoned yeah. yourself like yeah. you you allow I-, I felt shame like I felt this deep oh, shame that I was it, wrong that's the word. shame Shame. It's shame mm-hmm. that it's I was shame. wrong, that I mm-hmm. opted because you know this about me. Like it takes a lot out of me to call someone my boyfriend. And oh, yeah. I was like, fuck, I did it again. And I was wrong again. And that's what I felt. I felt shame in being wrong about such a personal decision. Oh, my God. That was that was the exact feeling that I felt uh, when my abusive ex and I broke up completely different circumstance right but like my my lens of that was the whole you work in mental health and you just did that yeah and you never even saw that coming like are you what the fuck are you even doing should you even be in this field what do you should you know it you know same same but different but oh my god it's the shittiest feeling in the world it's the shittiest feeling in the world because it's like it's your decision at the end of the day yeah and your responsibility mm-hmm and so that that's like what I was really just feeling. And did the journaling help? What what? Coped, oh, it like came out you? of me. Yeah, because you you were you're doing a lot better than you were doing what like two weeks ago. So what? what was yeah, helpful? but the what thing is, I was just feeling did? some type of way, and I didn't know what it was. I don't think it was yeah. this necessary. Maybe it was. And here's the thing: sometimes when I talk about things like this um, that have to do with a relationship, I get weird about it because I don't want it's not that I am sitting here talking about missing the person like it has nothing to do with the person right that's why I used to be really really apprehensive the version about ourselves exactly I used to be super apprehensive about talking about my super emotionally abusive ex because I was like people are gonna think that I'm still hung up on him and that's not what it was oh god and that's how I feel now is like people from healing because you just are worried about that their interpretation of it oh my god exactly and that's that's the feeling now is like I owe, like I, I feel like I don't want to talk about it because I like yeah. a don't want to give him credit, but then b I'm like I, I'm I'm over the relationship. Like this isn't about that. Yeah, it's yeah. about like the way that I view myself and what does this say about me. Yeah. 
From miraculous things to everyday things, San Diegans have relied on Scripps Health for personalized health care for more than 100 years. Because we're here for good. To learn more, call 1-800-SCRIPS or visit scripps.org. There aren't many faces people are excited to see first thing in the morning before they've even had their coffee. But the McDonald's drive through workers who take your order on the way to work have almost all of those faces. Because nothing brings joy like McDonald's iced coffee. Now get any size for just 99 cents only on the app. Pair it with a glazed pull-apart donut today. Offer valid through January 1st, 2023 at participating McDonald's. Valid one time a day. McDonald's app download and registration required. I don't know. It's just been... Okay, but so what else, what else did you do to work through that besides journal? Nothing. <laughs> that, so like journaling just, was the most I just, like yeah, sitting I just, on I've it? Been writing, mm-hmm, I've been writing a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it just sort of gave me that like aha moment that I might have been searching for a little bit mm-hmm. and sort of allowed me to be kinder to myself in a way of like give myself the pat on the back and be like, no, you're good. Like, I love yeah. you. I'll take care of you type of thing. You also myself. called a and friend I think, and worked through it with a friend. Me. Yeah, I called. Yeah, duh. Um, but I, I think I just I gave myself that like mental hug that I think I might have. Yeah needed yeah. but I'm still unpacking it and and this is to goes to show like why I think this podcast is cool because you and I did make that commitment of like we're gonna have yeah. this whole segment talking about what we're unpacking because you and I both admitted to the fact that we never fucking talk about something that we're actually going through because it it's scary because vulnerability it's, it's weird stings, vulnerability dude it like it yeah. oh, when it's when it's actual vulnerability not like I'm being vulnerable about something I've healed four years ago but actual vulnerability, that shit feels raw. Yeah. Like, it just And that's why oof. what this person said to me of like, yeah. oh, it's so yeah. easy for you to work through shit. And I didn't say anything to him in the mm-hmm. moment, but like mm-hmm. it's I'm like, no, th- motherfucker, it's not. I just yeah. I I have no issue sitting on a first date with someone and being like, <laughs> I was emotionally abused. Like I have no issue doing it because it's so far gone for me. And I talk about it so much. That it doesn't even feel like it happened to me sometimes when I talk about totally. it that way. You disassociate. Totally. totally. You're living yep. up here. You know what I mean? Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's fucking I don't know, wild. dude. But yeah, being just being in Miami brings up weird, um, weird things. And this trip was a lot. Like my mom and I got into a big no, fight that I told through- you about. Oh my God. Yeah. No, you went through a lot this trip. Was it the, when did it start? The wedding? Yeah, so I went back home. Began? Began? I went back home for a cousin's wedding, and I was already feeling some type of way because I was like, "There's gonna be so many people that I know there," and it was just like people I didn't really want to see. Yeah, but I was I begging also, Gabby like, for months to bring me as her plus one. I just want that my on the sister record, was like, so. "Why are you going?" And I was like, "Because I don't want these people to win." <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> it really was. I was like, "I want to step in. I want to look good as fuck." Yeah. And I'm going to look so hot and I'm, it's going to be so fun. And I'm going to have fun with all my cousins and I'm going to be like that bitch that left. And like, it was an ego. It was a full ego thing. And I have no issue saying that. There you are again, walking into the room, being that bitch. I wish you guys could see my fucking hands when I was talking right now. <laughs> it just, I don't know. So anyway, I had this wedding to go to. And if anyone here is Latin, <laughs> you know Hello. what I'm talking about, where there is a yeah. very specific standard of beauty and of what you can and cannot wear what's respectful what's not respectful blah 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 blah. i'm sure that bleeds into other cultures as well but like i will only speak from the cuban perspective over here and when i tell you that the dress that i bought was so fucking cool oh my god the shit fit my mother had when i sent her a photo of the dress it's honest you looked so hot like it would truly was a crime I will wear it. I kept the dress. Yeah, no, you. No, we're going to throw a podcast launch party. I'm determined to make this a thing. We're going to throw a podcast launch party for the past (laughs) six months. We launched. I always said after. Yes, I know. But after the new year, we launched it. It was already Halloween when we launched. It's going to be a launch party. It'll be like like a a season closer or like a season opening. That works. Same shit. Fine. I'll wear it to that. Anyway, I want you to wear it. Okay, keep going. Anyway, the point is my mom freaked out at me. And Which also, neither of our mothers listen to this podcast, so we're fine to talk shit on them. Yeah. She's not going to listen. Um, I feel like people that work for her do listen, so. <laughs> Hi. Oh, <God. laughs> um, yeah, that we, we just got into a fight about the dress because 
I at first I could tell she was trying to be diplomatic about it and she was like oh it's just it's a little much and then I was like well why? you know why she was trying to be diplomatic about it because this coming off of your nipple piercing beautifully written nipple piercing birdie article <laughs> mm-hmm. and I wrote an article about getting my nipple bodies. pierced and I my mom was really mad about article. it but it's a good article go read it. Go, I write I'll, for put it, I'll put it in the resources I mean, I don't think it should be a resource. It should be like well, an extracurricular you know. activity if people care. Okay, but in like the in our sh- what's it called in our show our notes. Show notes. Yeah. yeah, it'll be in our show notes if you want to give it a give it a read. It's really good. But so she's trying to be super diplomatic because after we got into a fight about the nipple piercing and I called her out about like not letting me do what I want with my body and like shaming me for it, she's trying to be like woke as fuck and it's like oh my god, my daughter's so cool and it's fine. <laughs> so she's trying to be diplomatic at first and then I like provoked her and I was like, why does it bother you so much? And then. That's where I got the tea. You poked the bear? I poked the bear and she freaked out at me. First of all, only yelled in Spanish. I've never been screamed out in English in my entire life. Screaming (laughs) at me in Spanish. And used a word that I literally was like, she goes, she goes, Gabby, that you, it is, she goes, it's so whorish. And you know what I said back to her? Say it in Spanish. No, that was in English. Whorish is a word that my mother shat out of her fucking ass. Like that is a word that she created. Like whorish. That's true. So she said it to me. She said that in English. And I go, I said back to her, I was like, you know what, mom? I go, one day when I get married, my invitation is going to say attire, whorish. And I hung up the phone. I was like, bye. Dude, mic drop. Because what the fuck does whorish mean? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Also, also, also. We're going to start unpacking your misogyny now. Like, I don't have the time. Yeah, I was like, also, <laughs> by the way, and this I said to her, I was like, why is my t- my boobs were covered? I was like, why is it okay? Why is it socially acceptable for a girl to walk around with her tits out, which it should be, FYI, but why is that more socially acceptable than like, it was my, it was this, my like midriff, like between yeah. my under, like my boobs and my belly button, uh-huh. that part of my stomach was showing. Uh-huh. And that's because it was like a cool dress. Uh-huh. Like, it was going to cause waves. And I'm like, oh, I'm sorry that everyone else is so fucking boring that like me wearing something cool is going to like, they're going to shit their pants. Are they that bored with their lives that like, this is going to be the topic of conversation. And my cousin, I said it to my cousin, my cousin was like, yeah. And I was like, "Mm, great. (laughs) It's so, and it's so hard because it's, oh God, how do I want to, it's, it's hard to fight with your parents one in like a way where you're like I don't know I don't know I don't mean to project this onto you but it just bring it makes me think of my mom where I'm like certain obviously not with fashion because my mom in sixth grade my mom refused to sign the fucking dress code my mom wears my mom is known for how bizarre her fashion is so not in fashion sense it. but like when other stuff happens and you just have that feeling when you're like fuck you're so off base now I have to like unpack something further with you that I know you haven't even done you're so stuck in another mindset and I want to be like just catch the fuck up like I just don't have the time but then I you're my mom and I want to have that relationship with you but now I have to like see you as a full adult to do this and like I don't have the energy and I just want to wear the fucking dress like but here's it the thing. brings do you up think so we, much at once mm-hmm. you said something interesting though do you think that we owe it to our parents to have that conversation because somebody recently said to me they were like like this past weekend in Miami they were like you know I just really hope that like you you know you have a lot to say about your parent like this is in private obviously and things that like I haven't not spoken about here but just like, you know, I, I would hope that like you would have like an honest, super honest conversation with your parents and like, you know, tell them how you really feel. And I literally dead ass was like, no me interesa, like no me interesa, which means like it doesn't it doesn't interest me. Like that doesn't mm-hmm. that doesn't interest me. Like I, I don't no me interesa to like sit down and have this conversation with like I don't have the time. I have other things going on. Like, do you think that you owe it to your parents to like have these conversations with them when you're no. like. I don't think you owe your parents anything. I think if you want to have a relationship with your parents that like includes getting that deep and includes going there, you should be honest about it and fucking just do your side of the work. But I think if you have a relationship with your parents that works for you and feels healthy and has certain boundaries that doesn't bring that up, you don't owe them fucking jack shit. Thank you. Period. But also Period. like it, I, but here, once again, I, I say that. And then think about how I act every time something fucking comes up with my little brother and I call you. I The guilt and responsibility that I feel that's projected onto me that I can't untangle. That's you know a what pain I mean? point, though, too. 
You know what but I mean? But I'm just saying, it's easier said than done. Like, we can say that stuff, but it's just, it's still, it doesn't make it any less challenging to grapple with in real time. The moment that we realize that our parents are humans is the moment that everything in our lives oh, shifts. Unravels. Unravels. Do you, do you, you, can't do you be... know the moment that you realize your parents are human oh, beings? Oh, that's such a, yeah, the fucking, uh, this, it's, here's a deep cut. My dad's funeral. Because I mm. found out the dopest fucking stories about him that I was looking around like, are you kidding me? Like, I didn't know any of this shit. He's the first time my dad ever smoked weed was with Joan Baez. Do you know who that is? She was like no. some big country Woodstock chick. That's so cool. Like my, my dad was literally kicked out of, oh, fucking what was it? My dad was like kicked out of the islands for laundering money and like buying vodka on the black market and like doing all that. Like my dad is the wolf of Wall Street. You know what I mean? Like my yeah. my dad had the coolest fucking life in the world. And it took after him dying for me to learn that because I was also what I was 17 when he died. So I, I wasn't conceptualizing my parents as real people yet. And ever since then, it was like, oh, holy fucking shit. That's so cool. And it's allowed me to like discover him in a way that's safe my mom who's still alive oh my god it's been, it, that all that did was unravel fucking trauma to work through because then mm -hmm. you're you got the real life person in front of you that you're working out as a person and then fucking up and then making mistakes that you don't agree with and then you're having to bring it up and then you have to unpack how that affected you and what what perspectives you have and do you want to release that whatever like I, I think I told you I saw those memes that were like the father wound versus the mother wound. Yeah, I didn't read them yet. Oh my God, let's read them. Should because I, pull I it up? Okay. Yes, please. I read the father wound and was like, yep, none of those apply. My dad was perfect. And then I read the mother wound and was like, Jesus fucking Christ. You think your dad's dead. You think you have daddy issues. No, you got mommy issues. But then my sister's story, she posted every goddamn slide of that father wound. Like that wasn't pointed as hell, sisso. So, but we grew up with vastly different dads. So then it makes you unpack that That's further. That's fucking like, wild when that happens. We grew up with different, and I know your siblings is like that too. Like our siblings, Gabby and I both have siblings that are so much older than us. Our siblings' experiences of our parents could not be more different from mm -hmm. ours. And then you just don't agree on like anything and like thinking back on people. It's just weird. But it's what's so even more weird. wild because it checks out. Meadow and I, both of our dads are a lot older. Yeah. And um, so my dad was married before he married my mom. And so I have two half brothers Ditto. that are literally like one's in his 50s, one's in his late 40s. Like they're, yeah. they could be my dads. Yeah. And my dad's 76. And mm -hmm. what's my point? Oh, they grew up with very, obviously a very different relationship. Like my dad had his first kid at 21 and he had his last kid me at 50. Like by the time Dude, he got to me, same, he was just like, same. don't die. That's my, my fucking, dad. Yes. You know, my dad was Mr. Magoo. My dad was a fucking grandpa. Like, yeah, we get, we, and out. we get like the softer got, part of them too. Yep. Cause they're old. Oh yeah. And, and the older ones we got the don't soft get and squishy that. ones. And the older ones got the like hardworking, like gnarly, like don't fuck up, like making money, not around. But you know what's even weirder is when you grow up with a sibling in the same house with the same both parents. Like my sister and I, my sister and I, are, she's we, she's my only full sibling. Like we have the same parents, both of our parents. Yeah. She's Meadow's age. She's three years older than me. And she and I had completely different experiences growing up in the same house. Well, you know what? That's kind of reassuring because so did Casey and I. And that's my yeah. younger sibling who is also my only full sibling. But I chalked that up to mental illness because when he thinks back on the exact same memory I do, his perception of it is so wildly different. And like, I mean, it could be mental illness, but it could also wrong. be just but who we are as human beings. Like my sister, yeah, I would line? say, yeah, like I would always say like my sister had a very di different experience because I think her and my mom are the same person. And so they fought mm -hmm. a lot. And I grew up, my parents got divorced when I was like seven. So I grew up in a house. I mean, I saw my dad a lot, but I my home was my mom's house yeah and so she was primarily raising us and my sister and my mom fought like crazy like they fought so much and I was always like it's because you are the same person and my sister is a type of bitch that like she I love her to death but she's the type of person that like she wants to fucking hit you where it hurts Ooh, and yeah. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. like her she would she wouldn't even lie. Like she yeah. would do something and then she'd come home and she would have gotten away with it. And she'd be like, like guess yeah. what I did mom just to like fuck with her. Yeah. And then growing up, she was like, you, you had it so much easier. And that was a big stressor in our relationship. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, I did have it easier, but a, I had it easier because yes, little kids, like the, the younger sibling, we always learn from the older ones and mm -hmm. you know, we figure shit out and our parents kind of give up by the time they get to us. Yeah. But also 
because I was like, I watched you be an idiot and yeah. tell mom to her face the things that you were doing. And I was way sneakier. I yeah. would just like not say shit. I was just sneakier than you. Mm-hmm. Like it, that's, that's the thing is like you guys, you would fight to her face. Like I didn't, yes, my mom and I fought and like I when, got, I got grounded and whatever, but her and I didn't like, my mom and I didn't start fighting, fighting until I got into my relationship with my abusive ex. Oh my God. My mom and I were so different. My mom and I, when my dad, before my dad died, my mom and I like hated each other when I was in high school. We were absolutely best friends. And then we got to high school and like all the trauma of like Brendan and my other brother. And then like my, both my parents got diagnosed with cancer in the same month. And then like, whatever, whatever. My mom ended up not having it, had a hysterectomy. She's fine. Whatever. My dad died. My mom so, had a hysterectomy spoiler, too. Shut up. Yeah. Um, where was I going? That you had the opposite experience that your mom, like you oh, had similar to my sister that you guys other. hated each other. We hated each other. And then my dad going to the hospital the hospital was so fucked up to us we united against a greater evil and i've been best friends ever since besides the fact that we like will fight horrifically every now and again but not recently we're growing but um i want to ask you when your mom and sister would fight were you like at, would would like your mom try to manipulate her to be on your side or your sister like which they what was like did. the dy- they both tried to get you like what was they the dynamic both, for you yes and and i think that i always felt a loyalty to my sister because I feel like siblings need to unite but growing up I think that she felt that I didn't have her back and she felt that I would take my mom's side and honestly I was so young that like I don't I don't know you know what I mean like I, I genuinely don't know I do know that once I was you know in college and up then my sister I always defended her and I would get really upset when she'd be like it's you and mom against me all the time and I'm like no I'm defending you all the time yeah I just think that growing up her and I had a really bad like my sister and I were not friends until she went to college like until she was out of the house like her and I didn't we did not get along I feel like so many siblings are like that and just don't acknowledge it we no we weren't friends like we'd say it all the time like I my sister and I are so close I love her to death we have a great relationship but we did not like each other until she left the house and it was for a multitude of reasons um but because of that i think she always felt like it was us against her which mm. makes me sad because yeah that's not how i want my sister to feel yeah well she knows that now she's Hopefully. not listening she's but not if you listening. are <laughs> hi sister <laughs> love you wait really like those... all i wanted to do was be her oh that's so sweet I wish my like sister I would always copy her me. and she would get so upset and I'm like why are you mad I just want to be like you <laughs> oh that's so cute and it's so funny because now we grew up and we like her friends always say it to me they're like it's wild because they watched me try and copy her when I was little and like they're like now you literally could not be the like polar opposites are we are so different we have very you decided to just be yourself <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. yeah I was like okay let me just stop yeah wait read those I still want to read the mother oh, and father okay, wait I got distracted because I opened my Instagram and a really hot person popped on my page. <laughs> Ooh, let me see. Um, I'm showing Meadow. He's it's someone that's like so really boring. off limits. So like I can't even. Oh man. I know it's so unfortunate. I couldn't really see who it was. God, that's fine. I like this picture. If you throw one more fucking bone off this, hold on. Um. Okay. Let me refine what meadow sent to me okay so okay. meadow sent me two different slides the signs that you're raised by a mother who has unresolved trauma and signs you're raised mm-hmm. by a father who's at the, what which one do you want me to read Ooh. uh do father first because i i'm, I'm curious because i didn't feel any of this because okay. he died so and I didn't signs it, that you, you were know? raised by a father yours. who has unresolved trauma this is posted by the holistic psychologist on instagram wait first of all her name's Dr. Nicole LaPera. I'm obsessed with her. I'm manifesting her getting on this podcast. Her oh book, God, How Nicole, to Do the Work. On. If I could gift everyone in the world a book, it might be that one. At least this year it would be How to Do the Work That's by a Dr. Big Nicole statement. LaPera. It is so, like, oh, for people that are are um, new to personal development and mental health and like these types of conversations, if you want to start learning about yourself, for the love of God, buy yourself this book for Christmas please i need to buy it i'll put it I'll, I'll add it to the link okay anyway now we should going. make like a, a gift guide <gasps> i would love to oh we'd make such a cute one okay Ugh, people are gonna be like they're monetizing off mental health shut up no we're not oh my god that's something i want to unpack with chrissy 
I literally put that as a question. Where's the line in brands and fashion? And at what point are you like helping destigmatize and being a part of a greater mission? At what point are you monetizing? Like, where is that line? Oh, people are not going to know who we're talking about unless they follow us and know that we're obsessed with her. But we have a fun. They'll guest find out soon. Um, okay. So signs you were raised by father with unresolved trauma. There were lots of fractured relationships, grudges, or overall dysfunction within his family. Do you have that? He, and I have that. Well, my dad has that. My dad has a weird had weird family grudges but they were all dead by the time i was born so he would just tell yeah, me yeah there's about definitely them. weird grudges I, I don't know if it's grudges or overlap there's family dysfunction but um again i grew up in a latin household so <laughs> no one talks about it <laughs> okay especially going. my dad's side of the family so for people listening my parents were both born in cuba when my mom's family left cuba they went to puerto rico when my dad's family left cuba they went to ecuador mm-hmm. ecuadorians and puerto ricans have very 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 different cultures and because not all Latin people are the same, okay? Say it again. And Ecuadorians and, and Puerto Ricans have very different cultures. So my mom primarily grew up in Puerto Rico. My dad was in Ecuador for a while. And my dad's base, a lo- the majority of my dad's side of the family is in Ecuador. Mm. The way that they handle things there, and I will just speak for my family because I don't want to generalize, but mm. I'm going to generalize a little bit. They don't talk about shit. They don't talk about anything. It's very, very, very behind closed doors. No mm. one's fighting. Nothing's wrong. What are you talking about? Like in public, we're perfect. My mom is the exact same way. We're like in public, you don't see a crack. But Puerto Ricans, like, if you forget, refer back to like, the part when we yeah, talked like about Caribbean the wedding. And Latins are a little a dress. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> circle back to twenty minutes ago in this conversation. But Puerto Ricans, I, they're they're a little bit more. Um, and it's funny because I always say like I'm like Cuban. My parents are Cuban, but I, my mom identifies more but with like Puerto Rican culture than Cuban culture. Yeah, yeah because yeah, she grew yeah. up in Puerto Rico. So from what I've seen, like culturally, like Caribbean Latins, like we are much more um, in your face about it. Mm-hmm. And like, we'll just tell it how it is a little bit faster. Mm-hmm. And what I've seen you a lot much of South more American Latins, it's side of yourself. A hundred. Per- I don't identify yeah. with my South American side of the family at all. Yeah. And they're very much more like stuffy, like no one talks mm. about anything. So, yes, overall family dysfunction. Facts. No one talks about it. Facts. Part two. Okay, next slide. Okay. He overshared intimate details of situations to you as a child. Never. Mm. My dad has definitely made cracks. Like, jokes. <laughs> He's made cracks. That are, like, really inappropriate. And I'm like, yeah. Mm. Mm. But nothing that, like, stands out yeah. in my brain. He struggled to show any physical affection or have any emotional, emotionally vulnerable conversations. It's so, see, none of this applies to me. And I know my sister is probably just like, oh my God, like listening to I this because I know her version of him did. And I got none of this. Okay, I'm going to keep going. He unconsciously shamed you for showing certain emotions. No. His presence was inconsistent, sporadic, or chaotic. I don't think my dad had a choice. The minute that my parents got divorced, <laughs> my mom like picked the apartment he was living in and was like, you're taking him to school every day. It sucks for you. <laughs> I love her. Um, he was critical of your physical appearance or your mother's physical appearance. Mm-mm. My I mean, only thing I'm my not- dad would do is when I would cuss, he would go, "Oh, meadowlark, that's not ladylike," and I'd be like, "What the fuck is ladylike anyway?" I was like that bitch in fourth grade, you know. No, my dad's always like, "Don't fucking curse." He <laughs> He's like, "Don't fucking curse, dude." Your um, dad and I do have the exact same humor. I will. Yeah, say you that. do. Here's yeah. the thing, though. My dad is very old school in the way that like i mean he's old but he, like, yeah he would be so upset he always tells me he's like where can i download your podcast i'm like you can't oh it doesn't exist him. it doesn't exist you can't listen to it, <laughs> it um, i told exist. him i was like you're not my demographic and he was like i don't even want to know what that means um <laughs> he is old school in the way that like he doesn't criticize my appearance but he definitely makes sure that i know if i look pretty and it's very like oh my pretty daughter mm, okay so there's a little bit of like worth there's like a little bit of worth with appearance yeah i have this like weird uh, no i'm not gonna my mom did that to um okay i I just caught myself with something that i'm like let's not say that on the internet (laughs) we're learning Um, look at gabby we're learning to have boundaries yeah because here's the thing i say shit and then i'm like five minutes later i'm like meadow you need to edit that out yeah i'll tell you what it is later but that's fine all it is okay he regularly mocked you or teased you i feel like this is like for men with like their dads yeah you loved Period. him but never felt fully secure or safe around him. Now, let's look at moms because we're okay. women. Woo! Oh, also, this one's we both hit. were. I mean, your dad, you were what, 17 when your dad passed away? Mm-hmm. Do you feel like you were raised more by your mom, though? Absolutely not. I, well, I feel like they, I mean, my child, in my, uh, 
once again, my childhood in my head, fucking picturesque. Perfect. Until my younger brother was in like fourth grade. That's when his mental health issues like really hit crisis. So you're what in middle school at that point? I'm in sixth grade. That's elementary school for us still. So okay. I, I like when I was little, it was perfect and they were always around. And then in high school, like once my brother started having severe issues, my mom was like my brother's advocate and was like always trying to figure shit out for him. So my dad was always the one that my dad was like my person. We always say that like my mom mm-hmm. and was my and my brother have a, a bond that can't be beat. My dad and I were had a bond that can't be beat. And yeah. now my brother is like being a little jerk right now. So now my mom is desperate for me to be her best friend. And it's the first time I've been in control of this situation. And now she wants to be my best friend, but I have Aaron. So now she has to bend you don't to need me. It. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so funny. It's so so is my funny. mother wound showing? Okay, read us. Yeah, slides. no, but here's the thing. See, growing up, it was the same thing. It was my sister and my mom are the same person and me and my dad are the same person. Mm-hmm. So my, but my dad and I have always had, I always tell him outwardly, I'm like, I'm your favorite child and everyone knows it. Like, yeah. it's not a secret. Oh, my whole family, like when my dad died, my whole family was like, we're sorry for Meadow. Like Meadow lost her person. Like that's, that was what the narrative was well, in my fa- entire family. Yeah, yeah. That's, I think same that's shit. how it's been the majority of my life with my dad. But what's interesting is that my, and I don't say this to discredit him again our parents are mm-hmm. humans they did the best that they can realistically with the tools that they had yeah in the circumstances i grew it. up in yeah. my mom raised me and my sister yeah, yeah. period yeah and so i think my dad and i've always had like a more friend mm. type of relationship mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um like i've always said like my dad has never told me what to do yeah because he knows he can't yeah okay so i feel Ooh, like the mothers so are gonna hit more home yeah us. yeah let's hear it oh my god that's what the trauma is that's, that's the, the tra- part <laughs> Okay, signs. We know that's why you're here. <laughs> Wait, bitch. Also, sorry not to completely cut us off, but you realize we're f- 10 minutes over the fact that you said you had to go. Yeah, I know. I have a workout. I might cancel it. Let's keep going. Okay, cool. It's fine. Signs you were raised by a mother who had unresolved trauma. We'll wrap it up after this team. Okay, no, I was just was trying to be, you know, conscious for you. Thank you so much. Her relationships with her own family members were strained, lack of boundaries, or were overly dysfunctional. Lack of Check. boundaries. Mom, if you're Check. listening, please listen. Lack of boundaries. Okay. <laughs> you feared her emotional reactions, felt like you were walking on eggshells, or had to hide parts of yourself. I don't feel like I was walking on eggshells. Oh, parts I, of yourself, though. I did. I, I didn't hide parts of myself, but I, well, besides sex, but I, I walked on eggshells depending on mood. We say egg so differently. Egg? You said egg, like egg. What? Say say, say eggshells. Eggshells. Yeah, you say egg. Egg. <laughs> I also say, oh my god, everyone makes fun of the way I say kitten, and pillow. It's fucking pillow. Pillow. No pillow. I'm not doing this again. Just keep. <laughs> You're like, oh, this is re-traumatizing. <laughs> Do you know how many meta? times I've been through this? Just read the next slide. Damn it. <laughs> okay, we're gonna unpack that in a further episode, and we're gonna we're gonna. We're going to have a sidebar convo about that because I don't know how I feel about. Okay. I'll tell you why. It's because my dad was raised in the Bronx and my mom was raised in Chicago. And so both of them would randomly say words fucking different. And now I say random words fucking different. I was going to make a comparison about how like I grew up speaking two languages and my brain can't compute either of them. But right. That's fine. Same. Yes. So same, same, but different. Same, same, but different. Okay. She blamed you for a lot of issues within your home as a child. You made your father leave. I wouldn't be so stressed out if I didn't have to take care of you. My life was easier. No. No, I didn't get that. No, I didn't, I didn't get, get that. that. Thank God. Uh, she spent a lot of time comparing you to other people as a child, sibling, friends, coworkers, kids. No. My mom would always do it subtly. Like she would tell me that she would never do it. And it's true. Like at the end of the day, she's, she would never do something like that. But she, of course, subtly, my mom would be like, oh my God, my mom looked at the hair at my legs the other day and then saw like a man walking across the street with like huge hairy legs and was like, look, Meadow, it's you. Like my mom will constantly... <laughs> Have you wait? Have I ever told you the greatest burn my mom ever served me? No, but please let me hear it. Oh my god, no! This 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 is defining my mother in a nutshell. I was talking to my mom. She, my mom had a dream that I was pregnant, and I was like, "Oh my god, mom, I can't get pregnant yet because like my ankles are so fat already. Like I know I'll never recover. I'll never come back from that." And without skipping a beat, Gabby, my mom looked me dead in the eyes and went, "Yeah, cankles haven't seen ankles haven't seen cankles like yours since Hillary." <gasps> Like without skipping a fucking beat. And oh I just looked at her She's and I was like, mom. I know. I just looked at her and I was like, I, I started laughing so hard. I was like, I'm so mortified. But at the same time, like that was so fucking funny. Like 
It, that oh. is so fucking dude what's worse though here's the thing because the next slide says oh no she was highly critical of your physical appearance oh constantly my career so neither awesome. of us even have to acknowledge that because yeah. everyone listening knows the answer to that yeah here but is it better because i didn't grow up in a house where it was direct i grew up in a house where you get a fucking look and you can gauge how many pounds you gained by the look <gasps> on your mother's face oh no i my ours was so fucked my mom would be like you look like shit pull this out we got to get this my, my, my grandma was like that every single one of my aunts all has a facelift. Everyone's had work done since their 20s. They've all been like, why not? If it looks better, fix it. And like, they don't look nuts. Like, they don't look like Hollywood people. Like, you would see them and you're like, oh, cute. Mm -hmm. They're like normal women. But they're all for like, fix it up to match what beauty standards are. Like, you 100%. should be matching what beauty standards are. My grandma was very direct. She was like, you look fat. <laughs> fix that. <laughs> like, that's literally fix how she it. would be with us. Um, Damn. My mom was... Uh, my mom has a way with looks, not mm. a way with words. Mm. That's scary. My That's mom does too. No, it doesn't. Nothing. Every mom have like that look where you're just like every There's kid will like shit something their pants. so hyper specific about the the standards which Latin mothers have. Mm. I feel like this is also, by the way, the first episode that I've like really dove into m me being Cuban, which makes me happy. I love it so much. Let's talk about okay. it. Okay. You knew she loved you, but she struggled to express it or show physical affection. No. Okay. <laughs> you. Uh, you. No, my mom. My mom hugs me. You know, I sometimes I'm like, don't touch me. <laughs> yeah, of course. Also, um, every time I. First of all, every time I laugh, I want I'm thinking about all the. You know, how if someone plays the game that we've made up for an upcoming episode on this episode, it's over for them. Maybe we should have that. And two, happen. one time there was a comment on our Instagram. Shout out if this was you. I, I hope I didn't get, I'm not, I'm going to butcher it. But someone commented like Gabby unpacking her trauma, like saying this line about something and Meadow just instantly laughing at her is what friendship is. And now I can't I didn't like, see that. It was on our Instagram. I swear it was like one of the early ones. And now every episode, like you'll say something that's like so vulnerable and so real and so true. And my and gut reaction laugh. every time is straight up just laughing. <laughs> Well, we laugh when it's inappropriate. Also, it's like, I know, that's, true. that's true. That's I'll why we're never... friends. <gasps> okay, wait, sidebar, what? sidebar, sidebar. Okay. I will never forget this fucking moment. My friend Isa, if you're listening. Oh, no. Take us back to this moment. When we were studying abroad. <laughs> it was oh, our no. first day. We were in London and we're like in our dorm and we had to sit in a circle with like everybody in our dorm room and like tell fun facts about each other. <laughs> but oh, oh, you would have lost your shit. Oh, no. And... We were playing this game. It was like some icebreaker game that they had us fill out. Like they, they wrote a bunch of prompts and uh -huh. we had to pick them out of this bowl. And then we had to read the prompt and finish the sentence. Okay. <laughs> some girl oh, no. who already like, bless her, was just, God, what if she's listening? I don't even know what her name is. She's not listening. We're not that popular. It's fine. <laughs> she, <laughs> I'm like pretending like I'm Oprah. I'm like, they're watching. Wait, first so of all, she, there, have you looked at our audience? There's some countries on there. I literally said this in our intro of our last episode and then I cut it out because I felt like a bitch. There's some countries on here where I'm like, I know I don't have friends out there. Like, how, how the hell are y'all finding us? This is, I don't know. I'll, we'll talk about it. it later. It's Hi. so cool. Hi. Okay, keep going. Um, so listen, so the girl gets a prompt and the, I think it says like, I have never blank. Oh no. And she goes, she oh, goes, no. I have never gone fishing. And we're like, okay. And then she goes, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I can't even say it without laughing. It's so fucked up. She goes, she goes, <laughs> she goes, I have never gone fishing. And then she pauses and she goes, yeah, I mean, I was supposed to go with my dad, but then he died. <laughs> I literally meta what i <laughs> dude dude last father's day oh my god this is my favorite fucking bitch in the entire world last father's day michaela sent me a tiktok and it was like some girl being like father's day is my favorite day why do you ask because it's a day i get to tell everyone that says happy father's day to me that my dad's dead <laughs> i've seen that tiktok i've seen it oh my god oh my god it's like i literally <laughs> Bitch, when this came out of her mouth, my I friend Isa and I, we were I, sitting across no, the room from each other. could never handle we, it. I snorted because yeah. I was trying to keep in the laugh. <laughs> it came out inevitably and it was like, so I couldn't Dude. believe it. Oh my God. This weekend, 
but then he died but then he died (laughs) okay literally this weekend at aaron's best friend's father's funeral two days ago he's standing up there giving such a beautiful speech and aaron and i are sitting there and i'm between him and our other friend Crizo, who's gone two shout outs this episode now and nico fucking (laughs) fucking looks at the mic he just got done with like a really big you know heartfelt emotional part of the speech and he goes and now as i stand here in a dead man's shoes (laughs) (laughs) and their family's like so filipino and sweet and like aaron and Crizo both go like right you can like hear them being like are you fuck it was the funniest all weekend long aaron and i've turned to each other and been like in a dead man's shoes and he was wearing his father's shoes gorgeous prada boots square toe gorgeous prada boots as i stand there sometimes you just have to laugh like you need to laugh it's my remember what happened when my brother went to the hospital and the photo my mom took made us take yes like it you just you just need the laugh you need the lie. It's fucking healing. And you know what? I like when Meadow laughs at my trauma because it makes yeah. me feel better. Because <laughs> that is friendship. Because that is friendship. I feel like that's a great place to end. I was. Can we get you out in time for your class? I think so. I really don't want to go, but I should. Oh. Well, should I keep talking to you to make you? No, stand? no, no. This oh, okay. is <sighs> people are over. It's it's a it's a minute and three, <laughs> in three minutes. People are not minutes. An hour and three minutes. People are over it. I, when, I, when our first episode came out and it was um it was an hour and like 45 minutes long yeah it was a little my long. friend was like long episode bro and i was like yeah but you know what i had another friend be like do joe rogan style just run them three hours and i was like well that's my dream but you know we'll see Once i think about that sometimes but then i think about like is that so self-serving like who the fuck want like is that yeah me being exactly like, thinking exactly. i'm important enough, enough that someone's to gonna talk like, for tune in hours. for two hours yeah exactly yeah and i feel the exact same way and then and it's like if it's you want the most to joe rogan energy episodes. it's like the most straight white male yeah. energy to be like yeah someone's gonna sit here and listen and to listen me for three and a half hours talk about nothing you know what though i haven't listened to the chick from north korea yet i've been dying to listen to that episode everyone says it's so good do you know what i'm talking about oh no i haven't Oh my god. Okay, I don't, we'll go to your workout class. I'll I'll send it to you. We'll okay, I love you. I love you more. This was fun. This was great. I love our ramble episodes. And like we Me said, too. uh we're I think like I said in that last episode, there might be like one or two things that are previously recorded, but I don't think so. Like everything from here on out, we're going to try to make an intentional point, especially when it's just you and I to really try to be as Keep in real, real time, time as possible. So, I think it's more fun doing our best. I, it is more doing fun. our best. It feels more like in real time way to communicate, you know. The sigh that I just let out of my body of thinking about sitting in a fucking hot, sweaty room and taking a forty dollar Pilates class is just not it. Why don't you stay home and do Tasha? Maddie's going. Oh yeah. Oh, you'll have fun. Go. But then I'm going to have dinner with someone after, and I'm like, do I have to come home and fucking shower and do the whole thing? I really do. Don't you though, go. who are you having dinner with? Uh, Natalie. You might actually have to look cute for that because for what I'm just going to her house. Oh, you're going to her house because I was like, well, remember your paparazzi photos? That was my phone background for <laughs> months. <laughs> I was like, you might get pictures. Today. But then, why should you have to be cute to take pictures? There's my internalized misogyny. We gotta go. We're just gonna keep. I'm, also, th- no one knows who I am. Like, I get paparazzi with her and her boyfriend, and then it's like, I knew who the- you were, and it meant a lot to me. Like, who's the fucking? <laughs> who's the stalker i'm in the paying background. for those getty images i'm the one i'm the person paying for those getty images yeah yeah okay. this is where we end <laughs> okay i love you i love you bye from miraculous things to everyday things san diegans have relied on scripps health for personalized health care for more than 100 years because we're here for good to learn more call 1-800-SCRIPS or visit scripps.org it all started with the taste of spicy tempura and the explosive blend of aged cayenne had you craving for more and more. The heat, the spice, and most definitely the flavor of the crispy, juicy, tender, and spicy chicken. McDonald's is bringing the spicy to chicken. Try the spicy deluxe or classic spicy crispy chicken sandwich. Or get the six-piece spicy chicken McNuggets for just two fifty. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. ba da ba ba 